Welcome to Camera Pays, episode 10. California's Dust Bowl runs over. The agri-god of El Nino smiles. The PBS news headline ran as biblical rains hammered California for 10 weeks, ending the 20-year drought in a glorious flood. It was the year 2020. Sacramento was in the eye of the storm. A week before, Professor John Reefer at California State University there was relieved that Robbie Bischoff had returned after a self-imposed exile. The brilliant kid had walked away from his research on gravity a year before. The professor had just about written him off as a lost cause. He was barely recognizable, having lost 50 pounds. Three graduate students who had sought to continue Robbie's research had quit after spending only months in the underground lab. It's just too damn quiet there, one had quipped apologetically. Robbie had stuck with it for five years. No wonder the young man had vanished without any goodbyes. Tej Singh, Robbie's housemate, returned home late that night after a two-day bender at his lab. He was surprised to see Robbie's door open. He had assumed Robbie wasn't coming back. Now, his mudcake shoes lay by the front door. Peeking into his friend's room, Tage saw an orange backpack stagged in the open closet. Robbie slept on the floor on a thin sheet, his rhythmic breathing matching the breeze coming in from the open window. Tage quietly closed the door. It was blistering hot when Tage awoke the next day, day 7,300 of the drought bought dust clouds high up in the sky. Robbie sat at the kitchen table drinking his tea, staring at the painting of a lush green meadow. When did you come back? asked Tage. Last night, answered Robbie. I did not want to wake you. No, I was in the lab for the last couple of days. Mongolian hackers, replied Tage. Robbie nodded and continued to meditate on the painting. Tage asked, Where did you go? Here and there, Robbie answered cryptically. That explains why we could not contact you. Your parents were worried sick. They called their congressman and anyone who would pick up the phone in D.C. All they could find out was that you had boarded a flight to New Delhi. Even the Indian authorities had no clue about your whereabouts. What the hell, man? You cannot just disappear like that. Robbie sipped his tea, eyes closed. Say something. You know how it is these days. A fellow disappears without a trace in that part of the world and it sets off all kinds of alarms. They assume you crossed over to the side of the jihadists. Where were you? What were you doing? Tej could not stop himself. He'd felt helpless over the past year comforting Robbie's worried parents. The Himalayas. I spent a few months on Mount Kailash, near the Tibetan border, Robbie replied. He had weathered, looking a good ten years older. What once must have been a lush beard had recently been scrubbed away to re-enter civilization. His leathery face bore the after-effects of severe weather exposure, like the skin of the Sherpas. 
He seemed more at ease with himself now. He spoke very less, content with letting the conversation hang in midair, a sense of leisure about him. The storm arrived that evening. When the first drops fell, Tage assumed the neighborhood kids were throwing pebbles at the window to get him to play basketball. He yelled without looking up from his laptop, Not now, guys. Busy. When he heard incessant drumming, Tage looked up from his laptop to see the rain splashing. Tage walked out of the porch to see the unfolding spectacle. Robbie sat on the bench, looking out at sheets of water pouring down from the black skies. It was a remarkable sight. The bare branches of the birch trees danced in the wet breeze. A few blue jays huddled on the banister. Flashes of lightning lit up the world around them in a brilliant tulip red. Tage glanced at Robbie, who smiled as though he knew it was going to rain, as though he had made it happen. At first, the thirsty earth absorbed the water, but soon the water puddled up and formed little streams. Gutters filled up, plastic trash gently bobbed on their way out of town. People and animals were caught off guard and escaped to high ground. The next day, the Weather Channel reporter on TV was at a loss of words. Unprecedented, unbelievable, the man exclaimed. I have been doing this for 20 years. I've never seen anything like this. Things were calm yesterday and we wake up to this. He pointed to the giant screen with the image of clouds over the entire state of California. Sacramento buried under the swirling epicenter. The drought is over. Tage could not shake the notion that Robbie had something to do with it.